Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host. My name is Steph Sia, aka or formerly known as Kimchi on the stage, no longer dancing because of COVID. I'm a content creator. I do sexy things and uh, teach at pole studios. Yeah, that's me. But <laughs> this episode is obviously not about me. I am very, very, very excited to reach out and invite Angela from the Striptease Agency onto the show today. She is dialing in all the way from Sweden, question mark? Denmark? Yeah. Sweden. No, no, Sweden. There you go. I'm in Gothenburg, to be exact. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Welcome, Angela. I am so excited to chat with you today. A lot of our listeners are also very, very, very excited to know about this stripper agency that you manage and recruit girls from all around the world to dance at fabulous clubs all around the world. Now, when I say all around the world, you literally are in Europe, you're in Guam, you're in the States, you're in Tokyo, you're in Paris, you're everywhere. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. I, I always love to travel, so yeah, that's why I'm everywhere. Yes. In South Africa, you forgot South Africa too. There we go, shoot, damn it. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> Almost got it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to introduce Angela on the show. She's a great resource, especially if you were ever considering, I mean, when the world slowly starts to open up again, in terms of dancing abroad. So it's a big, big topic. A lot of listeners are very curious about mm. this, how it works. We're going to get all right into it. But Angela, can you tell the audience what you do, who you are, in your own words, on your own terms? I just used whatever I found on your Instagram. So. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, well, right now I retreated from living in South Africa, uh, which I've been living for five years, Wow. four years. Uh, I feel like I live one and a half year or two years for every one year that's passing. So (laughs) I'm always confused. Um, So I I, I moved back to Sweden because not because I wanted, I was forced to do so Mm. because I was in Guam when COVID happened and I couldn't get back home because Africa was closed. So now I'm in Sweden. There we go. Uh, I'm I'm a journalist student uh, right now. I just started dancing again. So I was in Denmark for like three weeks ago, just before they closed the clubs. Oh, wow. And now I'm dancing a little bit in Gothenburg. And my agency, it's not really the time for traveling right now. Right. Kind of have to stay home. There is not much, much job going around in our business. Mm-hmm. So if you're a girl and you have a club where you do so some money, then you should just be happy and stay where you are because I really have very little jobs for girls right now. You know, the ones who wants to travel around and go from place to place. Right. It's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe next year or... <laughs> Maybe next year. Next year, I think it will be much better. I think so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so okay. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe that was not so much about me. I've been. I'm, I'm a crazy traveler, you know. <laughs> Little ADHD woman loving horses, and that's why I got into stripping for the first time. Someone oh. gave me a horse. What? Uh, yes, oh and I was God. living in central Stockholm, and she's she ate a lot. 
<laughs> uh, probably like a 15 kilos of freaking hay every day and then she needed shoes every month and like she was just incredibly expensive yes so that's why i was starting to flash my pussy for cash <laughs> <laughs> it works <laughs> no no it works brilliantly yeah. wow so that's a story and you started dancing correct me if i'm wrong in 2011 so almost 10 years ago yeah, almost 10 years ago. Wow. wow dancing wow. and wow. doing many stuff. And I, I started in a club in Stockholm and I thought it was a great place. But like I, ha- I had no other experience. It's like the worst place <laughs> I ever worked at. Ooh. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> that, that, uh, crazy place. We will definitely get into the best and the worst places later in your opinion. <laughs> I'm sure you have tons yeah. of stories to share. Yeah, I have a few, a few stories to share. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. So did you have any kind of dance experience at all? Or was it just something that you decided to do, obviously, because fast cash? Or, like, what are the details surrounding that? I had no dance experience. I was extremely shy. Um, didn't know what I was doing. But, like, one day I was sitting in the metro in Stockholm and I was opening the newspaper and it was like a full on full size ad saying they needed hostess for these restaurants and I was looking at that one I went there one day I was basically shitting myself because I was so scared and I remember this girl came out she's a little bit chubby and she only had a pair of thongs on a pair of long 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 like these super heels okay and she was sitting and smoking with this song and I came in there I looked at her and I was like dying because I was so scared <laughs> wow and, and and that was that <laughs> you're just like okay no I came back a half year later when I really needed money and then I was like yeah this this is fun yeah yeah definitely and I agree with you like in the beginning um when I started dancing as well it was definitely scary <laughs> it was very like a, scary very it's uh-uh. A legitimate fear there for sure just and nervousness and anxiety and all the things and then trying mm, to definitely. sell on top of that is hard too so <laughs> oh my definitely. gosh I was sitting in the club for like the first three or four times I didn't even even there to speak with anyone like oh my I was just looking at all the people coming in and all these girls making money and running around <laughs> naked and taking drinking champagne and doing bubble baths and I was just like <laughs> to speak for them. <laughs> wow. So you started in Stockholm then. How did you yeah. start dancing all around the world? How did that work out? Yeah, well, it took me quite a long time. So before I did stripping, I did horses for like 10 years and I was living in ten different, nine different countries working with horses. Oh, wow. Then I stopped the horses and mm. riding instructor, polo and all that stuff. And I moved down to South Africa just by chance. And then I was there. I was a bit scared to go to the strip clubs because you never know what's inside of there, you know. Yes. <laughs> they can be very scary. And um, anyhow, but then I started to dance at Mavericks in South Africa okay. just for a few months. But it's like a factory. They clock you in. They clock you out. Oh, you wow. One second late, you get 500 rands of fine. What? If you Yeah, you clock out. The, you need to get in with a thumbprint into the Whoa. club. 
Oh my gosh. And, yes. That's but crazy. also they have 120 dancers. So if they oh. can't control what's happening, I mean, no one can check 120 dancers. So that's why you need a, a, your, your fingerprint to get in. Gotcha. And then, wow. Uh, you clock in and they have huge systems. It's a huge club. It has like four floors. Uh, it's a huge place. Oh, wow. Crazy. Mm, yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> How did um, South Africa differ from your experience in Stockholm? Was it vastly different? Uh, massively different. So oh. Stockholm is a small club, and that club is made to fuck people's brains. <laughs> like they have made a very specific system where you bring someone, you start with a lap dance. The lap dance cost 150 euros. Oh, wow. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> you go into, and this was like a strip club and a massage club. Like you're not allowed to do any extras, but you were like giving them back massages. Oh. And then you do dancing. So you do back massage and then dancing. And when they get horny, the manager will come and say, no, now your time is over. Okay. You have to move to another room and then maybe you can have some more fun. So they were just like, you were supposed oh. to tell them they could have fun. Uh, but you're not allowed to say they could have fun, actually. Like they could not have sex there. But right. you were supposed to sound like it. So they will keep on buying and buying. Uh, I see. <laughs> Um, wow. So they would go from the first massage room to the second massage room, and then there will be a little bit bigger bed there. And then you go to the third one, and you, when they can't, like, you know, have sex, we will be saying, no, but you know, this room only costs 600 euros. You need to go into the one that costs 1,100 euros because that's where I take off my panties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, just obviously, taking off your panties doesn't mean you can have sex. Exactly. Uh, we even had one guy who's so pissed off because he got uh, tricked to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And then the girls, like, he got so pissed off because no one would have sex with him. Uh, it's obviously illegal to buy sex in Sweden. Right. And you... Yeah, and if you would have it in a house in the middle of Stockholm, that would be pimping out and it's huge fines it's a, and, and right. problems. So that's not possible. He called the cops because, <laughs> <Did> he? Uh, <laughs> because oh he couldn't God. have sex and they came and took him out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really interesting uh, system, though. They have it down to uh, a T. <laughs> No, that system is made to take money from people. Yeah, like a very lot manipulative. <laughs> and unfortunately, the girls didn't get too much of it. Their percentage was very low. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. So is it more like the, the <laughs> club owners then getting most of the cut then? Yeah, and also, um, you know, we have very high tax brackets in uh, Scandinavia. Great. So 25% goes in VIT and then you like... On your salary, 30%, 40% disappears in other taxes and so on. Oh, my on. gosh. So just having people being hired in a strip club just obviously means that uh, their, their cut will, like, significantly go down. Go down, quickly. yeah. So the takeaway is quite little then. If you're, yeah, very Oh, little. that's so yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, no, I don't recommend Stockholm for anyone. <laughs> note taken. <laughs> note taken for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about your experience in South Africa then? How you said it was super, super, super different than Stockholm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And well, Stockholm was that it was a little place. South Africa is a huge club. Right. It's uh, 
you need to go and sit down with all the clients. You need to sit with them for like a half an hour until they decide to go into, you know, a dance boot. Otherwise, you'll lose your client because someone else sits there. Really? Uh, so it's just like about selling a lot and, and you need to drink kind of for free because they don't um, they don't give the, the girls any money for the drinks. Oh. Uh, so it's just dances, but you need to sit with people for a long time. So I, I'm Interesting. not... I'm not so keen on that club, and also they say I own them twenty grand oh because I left with a fine, and now I owe them the world. <laughs> oh my god, crazy! Wow, yeah, it works so differently here. I'm based in Canada, so it's like super, super, super different. Like we, the way that we like to do freelancing or VIP is just like minimal talking. Just let's go to the room right now. <laughs> And start giving dances, and it's full nudity in in where I am in Canada. And some clubs here have touching is like allowed for some clubs. Some of them are not allowed. Oh. So like lots of different air dances and stuff too. But then, like the the DJ or the club will get a cut, and then if you're on stage, the agency will get a cut of that as well. But we keep most of it. But then the the prices are. Sounds like a lot lower than what Europe is <laughs> charging. Art is like thirty five dollars. Yeah, Sweden so. has very high prices in right. general. <laughs> but I think one thing I think is interesting is that a table dance in South Africa costs more than a lap dance in England. What? Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. like uh, I went to Aberdeen. Okay. Oh yeah, Aberdeen in Scotland, and they're like one non-touch uh, lappy you know one song only cost 20 pounds right and if you go to south africa a, uh, a table does it will be naked but you can't touch would be i mean the same price but you're in south africa and everything mm-hmm. is half price there so right like this is the world of stripping is just very different from so many places around the world like totally. all clubs are different all clubs are so different. if you want to be be a traveling dancer you must always be like you need to you know just follow the flow in, in the club where you are and just always just reevaluate how you do things and what you do and you cannot hang into this oh we did this in my club over here because <laughs> all of them will be different right and i see a lot of girls they get problems there because they learn one way mm-hmm. and then that's the way it's supposed to be and then it's just very difficult to change you know right yeah some people just get so ingrained was one way that they have been taught or one way they've been doing things for say years and then they go somewhere new and they're like Nope, this is not how we do things here. <laughs> exactly. You're not allowed to do that, but I was allowed in this club. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a bit of a surprise sometimes, but... <laughs> yes. Glad you mentioned that. I also wanted to talk to you about um, champagne rooms, just because we don't have that here in Canada. Um, and some, I know some clubs in the States have that, but in uh-huh. Canada, that's really not a thing. So... Um, if you want to explain to our listeners what a champagne room is and how that system works, that would be awesome. Well, it really depends on where you are, though. So, oh, okay. Like, if you were in that club where, where I was talking about in Stockholm, like, all of these rooms, we would always try to sell champagne because, mm-hmm. you know, you must upsell all the time. You don't go into a room 
not selling champagne. So you're in one of these rooms and you will say, oh, but I get so horny of champagne. I need some champagne. You know, <laughs> I always get happier when I'm drunk and that champagne is alcohol free. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, what they don't know, they don't know. And when they notice, it's too late anyhow. Uh, <laughs> and, like, in... Um, in uh, South Africa, it's very difficult to sell champagne because you don't drink champagne. It's not a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You go to Switzerland and you work there and you will actually drink more champagne in two weeks than you have ever done completely in your whole life. That's how much <laughs> champagne you drink. Wow. But then that's by the tables, you know. It's not right. like a room. You drink it by the... Um, and then in other places, like you go to Denmark, if you want a VIP dance, uh, where I used to work in this one club mm-hmm. in Copenhagen, which is an amazing club. So there you can only buy a non-touched dance. Okay. Um, or you have to take the VIP package, which is a touch dance and a bottle of champagne and free alcohol for the guys in the boots. Oh. Uh, but, and also like when you get, give guys free alcohol that they'll uh, lose their mind i, I kind of <laughs> want i like to make them drink tequila <laughs> lose your mind lose your wallet <laughs> lose your mind lose your wallet that's pretty free good alcohol it, it's it's uh, it's a good thing for a strip club when they give them that so then for sure lose their mind lose their wallets <laughs> interesting so is it i guess what i'm hearing is it's almost like a, a menu base, but also depending on the club, depending on the country too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So in some clubs, like if you go to Denmark, they love to try to sell very expensive champagne and there'll be a champagne bottle there for like 100,000, no, 100,000 kroners, <laughs> which is like a $10,000 or, okay. you know. And then you try to sell these things. They're obviously too expensive to sell mm. a lot of them, but it will right. happen, you know. A few times a year. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Like, it's so, so, so different. Like, here, it's just super casual. It's just, there's a bar, guys will go to the bar, they'll buy their drinks, and then they'll buy their lap dances, and a lap dance is the only thing you can really offer them. Yeah. So so I think, like, if you really want to earn a lot of money in a strip club, like, the strip club needs to have a way of upselling. And I don't see that a lot in many strip clubs. They are, like, the girls go there, then they overspend time talking with them. Yes, And if you give your time away for free, the guys won't actually buy as many dances. So I was in this other club a few weeks ago. Got fired because I had an agency. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Oops. You know. Oops. I had an agency. I was not allowed to work there. Uh, mm. But anyhow, it's a really good club. It's beautiful. And they have made it like this. So they, it's like a no touch club. It's very classy. Um, and the girls are not allowed to sit down next to the guys if they're not drinking or, oh. or like. So they can go there, ask them for a dance. The guys will go for a dance. And then if they want to sit and have company, they must buy the girl a, a drink. Otherwise, Ooh. there's no company. Yes. And that means, like, the guys will be keeping on getting asked to go for dances. So they will go for dances. Mm-hmm. They dances with, like, going quickly there. And then if they want more company, have to pay for it. There is no, like, talking oh, bullshit for free <laughs> with all these girls, you know? Yes. And, and, and- 
sorry, I keep going. <laughs> yeah, and when you build like the business up like that, then then it rolls. It's like it just happens stuff all the time. For sure. Yeah, yeah. that's um, like a big problem here in like North America. It's just like okay, you're wasting my time. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. paid here. It's super frustrating. Super frustrating. It is. It is. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that annoys me when I go to other clubs because in Sweden we have the five-minute rules. Like okay. you can sit five minutes and then you have to fuck off. If you sit longer, someone will come and get pissed off at you. Agreed. 100% agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. talked about Europe. You also dance in Tokyo, I think? Or at least you... Yes. Please tell us. I did us. dance in Tokyo. What is it like uh, there? Uh, it's... it's uh, difficult and different climate and I was there just before COVID happened you know mm -hmm. so there wasn't too many people in the clubs but you can definitely make good money in, in Tokyo the the rich people are there yes. they can spend enormous amounts but also I stopped the collaboration with the club I was working at because they weren't behaving correctly to the girls and like uh. And, and I try to go to the clubs myself just to see what kind of people I'm working with, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of assholes in this business and shady people. And yes. then, like, they didn't, yeah, they were shady. So I decided not to work with them. And also, like, you have a, a certain bit of shadiness. Obviously, if you treat people okay, that is okay to have in a strip club. But if yeah. the shadiness and there is not enough money in that certain club, like, don't want to go there like not let's not waste anyone's time or yeah. my time or people's you know mental health and good feelings and stuff like that so for sure so oh my god it's a, that's unfortunate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yeah. guam because you just were stuck in guam for a little bit but i mean it's not a yeah, bad place to be stuck I in <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I was regretting myself so much. I had like a few few more weeks of my visa left and I, yeah. and I left the country too fast and I came home to Sweden and I sat in quarantine in a, in a camper van and outside and it was freezing. And I was oh, like, no. why did I leave this beautiful <laughs> island? island. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, I, I like Guam. Guam is a good play. It's so much fun. The military boys are hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Score. Yes. Yeah. Bonus. No, you need it. Like me and my friend has this game of seeing who can get the most military uniforms. <laughs> Did you win? <laughs> no, no. Oh, she started two years before me. So oh, I wasn't single when I was there. But then, then uh, I was single. So I could get a few uniforms. Only one though. <laughs> I've got one uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> it counts. She is free. <laughs> how are the clubs in Guam, though? Like, how is it much different than what you have experienced so far? Yeah, I yeah. like the clubs in Guam. Like, I'm a person that likes to talk shit and mess around with people. <laughs> and, like, in Guam, I used to be on the stage, and then you can grab the people and you can slap them, and I used to spank <laughs> them, and then I used to start to spank them, and then, obviously, their military friends wants them to get more spanked, right? So <laughs> yeah. they would be, like, tipping me to spank them next to their friends, <laughs> and I like that. I mean, it's all up my alley. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, it's quite a high level of intoxication. Girls are drinking quite a bit. They're having mm -hmm. a party. It's like a proper party island. Um, 
but not mm-hmm. like the European party islands. This is quite still, you know, yeah. all right. And and then the club's closest to o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. Oh, good. That's nice the whole early. island closest that time. And, and that's just perfect because then you're like, it doesn't kill you. Like if you have to work to, for, to six or seven, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because in Europe, everything's open much, much, much later. And same, same with Asia, yeah. too. So, holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard. Yeah. Hard working those nights. Definitely. <laughs> nah. Nah. Okay. So, but they had like a very, very tough lockdown. And then they mm. had another very tough lockdown, which they're just coming up from. And like, I'm really begging that uh, there's like two clubs that already died. There's three left. Oh, no. And I really, uh, I really hope it will go well for them, especially because some of the owners are my friends and I know the yeah. girls there in like... So I really hope uh, they will come back. I mean, they always have the military boys and they always want to see tits and asses <laughs> and have some fun. So, yeah, um, you'll have a never ending demand. The demand. Exactly. Yeah. The demand yeah. will always be there, but it's just the world right now is a big, big, big problem and a big, big mess. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, like, how. Okay, tell me about your agency and how you got this off the ground. Like, it's so incredible to be working with so many clubs all around the world. (laughs) Yes. So, first of all, I've always been, like, a traveling freak. I mean, I've been in (laughs) 40-something countries. I lived in 10. I worked in, uh, well, counting the ones I, I, I lived in, I probably worked in like 15. Um, <laughs> and, and then I moved to South Africa because I was in Zambia working as a polo, um, not a polo instructor, I was working in a polo stable as a stable oh. manager. I met a guy and then we were supposed to meet up in South Africa, never came there. Uh. Um, and so I was in South Africa, I fell in love with South Africa and I was like, shit, how do I actually sustain myself here? I need an online business. Um, and right. I started to look into all these different options and, uh, I was broke and needed money. And then I contacted the agency and I said, I don't want to drink. <laughs> I want to earn some money. And here is like two weeks. I want to try another place. And she sent me to a place in Geneva. Oh, Switzerland. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know about what I don't want to drink part you heard because she <laughs> sent me to the biggest champagne place on the whole fucking world this is like where you drink more champagne than ever um so i was like constantly drunk for two weeks drinking all champagne and and like the first saturday i was like i can't do this more i need to go home and puke and sleep so hang over after a week of champagners oh my god Um, and then that was actually at that club i was like nana i'll just do my own agency at least I can tell people where they can drink champagne and where they cannot drink champagne, where it's touch dances, where it's no touch dances, where right. people do extra, where they don't do extra. If I can just tell people, well, not people, if I can just tell all the girls, all the mm-hmm. strippers, what yeah. I know about the clubs and what they can expect, then I think I can uh, make people happier. Like, For sure. You want to you wanna know where you're going especially when you're traveling far and you sign up for doing x y and z for x amount of times you want to know yeah if you don't want to drink champagne you shouldn't drink champagne you should be put into a club that suits you 
Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like sometimes and some of my past guests that were on the show, like they've just been in some questionable circumstances that they didn't expect or they weren't informed of prior yeah. to going. And that's not okay. Like, No, it, it is really not okay. And so I'm doing my best. Obviously, like I have had girls sending me messages saying, this is the best club ever. Thank you for sending me this. The same yeah. time I get a message from another girl, you're a fucking asshole. Why did you send me to this hellhole? Oh, and I will no. be at the same club at the same time. So like... Crazy. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you can't please everyone. But no. at least you can try to give them the info you have. And then like, I mean, it's it's complicated to be a stripper. You have to travel away. You have to be alone. You have to make new friends. You have to have the same boundaries, more or less, as the other new friends in the club, which is, you know, someone is doing full service or someone is doing extras in a corner and other people just get upset if, you know, something small happened. And, like, so it's many different people you have to kind of please. And it's like this group, to get a group, that works together really well in a strip club and have it like working nicely all the time is very difficult so sometimes you will have um obviously people that just doesn't go together don't have the same boundaries and start to you know right uh hate on each other (laughs) becomes very tricky (laughs) yeah so it's not like so simple to send people everywhere you give them the information but you know yeah you're not really sure if you if it's right or not until you're there yeah it's super subjective too because you can give them all this information but then once they get there they, it just might not jive with them or maybe they're not in a good mood that week or something like there's so many factors yeah. that come into play or you decide you want to travel to the other side of the world the week after your boyfriend uh, broke up with you and yes. then you come there and then uh, you know life life is not as fun as you wanted and Right. Get depressed and when I go home or you, you start to fight with a boss. There's so many things. Or the boss is a fucking asshole. Yes. <laughs> uh, which also happens, you know, it's, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that definitely happens <laughs> a lot sometimes. I mean, at least here in Canada, there's a lot of shady people, as you had mentioned, um, in terms of uh, ownership and management, but as well as our agencies definitely. too. Our, our agencies here are like... Not so good, in my opinion. So, yeah, but yeah, no, but it's like it's difficult because if you so if you sit here and you be the agency, and like what I notice is most agencies are run by men. It's like, have you ever set a foot on a strip club? Do you know what it is? Do you know la la la? They don't know anything, and then they do all this agency stuff. And some of these owners, just like working with them as a female Mm. agent, is sometimes uh, they can be such a horrible people. Like I had one club. I'm not going to say which one it is. (laughs) I send one girl there. She's beautiful. She's been working everywhere. I've sent her all over the world. And she's been working in some clubs where it's like really, really difficult to get into. Maybe I send like few girls there a year maybe uh, and this guy just decides he doesn't like her so she doesn't get hired when she's arriving and like no one can see a a reason to it except like this uh you know uh, power trip total power trip absolutely Mm. that's awful oh 
Gross. That makes me really mad. But I am glad that you are, like, again, as you mentioned, like a female-owned agency, and you have worked in the clubs. You have stepped foot in the clubs, so you know what it's like. uh, Yeah, exactly. I'm still working. And I see, I, I meet a few female agents here and there. Uh, especially in Europe, okay, with a few of them. So, so there is a few. Cool, um, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. we need more. We need more of you guys. <laughs> yeah, come to yeah, Canada. We need more females all over the industry Agreed. that takes care of shit. Yes, and, and does it properly. Because also, what I noticed is the clubs that has female ownership, mm-hmm. uh, like. I send more girls there than to any other clubs, like female management, female ownership. Right. Uh, that's where I send all the girls. They're all happy. They want to go there, and, and the clubs are busy, and, you know. Yeah, and that's what you yeah. want. We all flourish. We all benefit in the end, right, when everyone's happy. Yeah, so. yeah. exactly. <laughs> the equation should be uh, simple. <laughs> yeah, less ducked up asshole guys and and more females obviously there's the good ones in in the industry too yes not forget them but yeah (laughs) so like how did you start how did you build the agency how did you start um linking up with different clubs and how did you know which ones were trustworthy and stuff like how how did you kind of delve into that process uh, it's hard to know which one's trustworthy. Right. That's why I actually take my own ass to the club and start to shake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go there for the most of the clubs, and then I always speak with the girls. I'm like, oh, so you've been here. What do you think about this one? How was the boss? How was the money? La, la, la. And I ask them questions, and then I get, like, leads on clubs, and I follow them up. And sometimes uh, I send a girl. It doesn't go very well. Like, it's a shitty place where I go there myself, and then I just cut the ties. So I don't have too many clubs. Mm. Like, I have – there is a lot of agencies that have way many more clubs than I do, but I want to – uh, send people that they feel where where they feel good to be, or right. as, you know, I want them to have some standards. Of course, yeah, standards are so important. <laughs> yes, it should Very be a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so on. So, like, you drop the clubs when they're pissy, and when the girls are liking the clubs, then they're just filling up. You know, right? Uh, yeah, right. And how does that work in terms of? Uh, accommodations and visas and stuff is that all on the girls that you send there is that on their expense like how does that part work or is there like yes so I can't take responsibility for anybody traveling around the world Uh, it's impossible like when you're a traveler you need to take responsibility for yourself so obviously you need to have an insurance travel insurance Mm -hmm. work insurance you need to know what the fuck you're doing uh, if you want (laughs) to travel to like some places but let's say you're in europe you're european you can travel all over europe yes and most of the clubs are you know they're made for traveling dancers so they have like a few girls that lives in their town and then it's mostly traveling dancers that comes to work for like a few months to a few weeks you know right right okay that makes sense i also want to like sorry keep going (laughs) So many no, questions. no, just go on you. I have so many questions. <laughs> so are these done in weekly, monthly, or a few months? Like what kind of increments are they usually done in? Or does it depend on the club? Does it depend on the country, the city, and whatnot? How does that all work? 
It all depends on the club and the city and the country and whatnot. So, mm. like, normally in Europe, the, the rule is you have to stay for two weeks minimum and work full-time if you want to live in the accommodation. Mm. If you have your own accommodation and you're not a traveling dancer, obviously you have uh, more freedom to set your schedule and so on. But as long as you're, like, in their accommodation, they want you to work. Right, right. That and most, Yeah, and mostly that's what the girls wants to do also. Yeah. So I think like when the girls can work five days a week, uh, Mm -hmm. five nights a week and you work for a short time, then that, I think that's cool. But if you want to work for months and, you know, like stay for a long time to save up money and whatever you do, I think it's good with four nights a week, but the Mm -hmm. clubs, you know, they want to press it. Right, Um, yeah, of course. (laughs) Which is uh, obviously, uh, which is such a bad idea because I do never make more money because I work six nights a week than I do three. Because if I do three nights a week, Mm -hmm. I'll be killing it those nights. And then, you know, five nights or six nights a week and one month into the whole shebang and you get like to be a pissy little bitch (laughs) that you want to slap people. Uh, So it doesn't really increase your... Um, your sales yeah it doesn't increase your money it just uh, makes your time more tired yes yeah that sounds super exhausting and plus you mentioned earlier like what are the hours because you mentioned some clubs open till five six seven in the morning like what time do you start this is crazy it depends a little bit so Mm. now like with covid it's been changing some clubs are closing at 10 or some clubs oh, are closing wow. at 12 oh. i was in denmark three weeks ago and, and we closed at 12 which was i mean i didn't make huge money but i made enough money for for being happy after covid and then it was like 12 o'clock and i could like do shit after work which <laughs> yeah. was amazing um so it works yeah, out so. it works out a little bit <laughs> Yeah, and that way I like COVID. <laughs> Closing earlier. Yes. No, but the clubs close, starts. Some clubs have opened on the days too. So, you know, oh. shift can start at 8, at 10, at right. 6. And then they can finish in different hours. You know, it's all a little bit different from club to club. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I'm, like, already feeling sleepy just thinking about working till six seven in the morning <laughs> oh no that shit is hard that's hard. really really hard yeah for sure oh my gosh crazy <laughs> i guess in terms of bookings and when you're sending these girls out how are those bookings secured and how do you deal as an agency in terms of like lost bookings because for example the agency that was empl- like I was employed by it before they had lost a whole bunch of my bookings and it's annoying because you expect okay I'm gonna make this money this week and then when those bookings are lost then it's a huge 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 loss of revenue can you tell yeah. us more about about that kind of detail well and- I don't like you guys work differently so yes. like when the girls are booked for two weeks for say mm-hmm. she needs to like confirm her booking with a ticket and like it literally happened to me once that a club uh, declined the booking the girl when she arrived. No, twice actually. Mm. Uh, but the first time was because I was new in the business and didn't know what to do, what I did. So um, now I'm asking people for front pictures, back pictures, side pictures, up and down, and you oh, know, wow. a movie when they film their body. Because <laughs> when you send someone to the other side of the world and then 
they kind of catfish you mm. uh, and they come and they show up and looks different um i mean it'll be a huge problem for that for the person club. that yeah. traveled so far and then she is 30 kilos heavier than in on her pictures um, um which happened to me and it was terrible yeah <laughs> um, i bet oh my gosh yeah. Um, so that's why, that's why I have like, I'm asking the girls for a lot of information because mm-hmm. I never want to put the person in that situation, which right. still happened once now that I told you about, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, that you right. don't get approved by the club. So I'm just trying to do my work, like present the girls properly and then get them to buy their tickets. So they are confirmed and then it's never been a problem that the club is canceling them. Right, right. It's more the opposite problem that the girls just disappears. Oh, uh, they no. They don't actually show up for, for their booking, so they will buy tickets and then you, like, message them and, and there is no one on the other side and they decided not to go. Oh. Uh, but I have decided that, like, I understand them. Uh, mm-hmm. They can be scared. It can be something that happened. It doesn't feel right. They right. don't dare to, like, you know... They don't dare to say anything to us, so they make this thing we do in 2020, and it's called ghosting. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It's a thing. We it ghost is. people. Um, <laughs> and that's just how it is. I, I don't spend time upsetting by that. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. How, like, how long did it take you to find your groove being an agent in terms of, like, okay, I've learned my lessons here, and to, okay, now it's smooth sailing? Yeah, no, it took me <laughs> a little while. Like the thing when I got catfished by by the larger lady, then I was like, "Shit, now I really need to get the pictures right so it right. doesn't happen again." And yes. then I just, you know, my questions are a lot. They are way more than all the other agencies. I think I'm not sure, but yeah, no, it took a little while to get my stuff together. But you learn by doing and. Also, I've been in the clubs for so many years before opening the agency, so I had a little bit of knowledge. Right, right. <laughs> you have a little leg up. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow, well, this sounds amazing. I remember looking at a few of your postings, too, because I've been following you for a while, because I thought this was a year for me to start traveling and dancing abroad, because... I got laid off from my uh, job and all this stuff. I was already going to be in Europe in May. And I was okay, if I'm already going to be there, then I'll just buy a one-way ticket and then reach out and see if there's any available bookings. And then COVID happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, like, to be honest, as American or Canadian, like, uh, Europe is not great because uh, all the big, good clubs, they demand you to have a working visa for Europe. Ah, okay, this is good uh, to know. So if you would actually want to travel in book in Europe, you could go into a club and you'll be lucky to be hired. Right. Uh, and But you would probably have to choose the not-so-good clubs ah. and so on. Uh, I have a lot of girls asking me, how can I work in Europe? And I'm like, I can't help you. All the clubs I work with, they they want proper visas, working visa. You need to get it yourself. Stripping right. is not a qualified what do you call it? It's not qualified work. Not a, uh, yeah, not a qualified profession. <laughs> yeah, not a qualified profession. You can't go to Europe and dance. 
So you need to do, yes, put your prettiest face on and go and say, hey, let me work. It might work, might not work. Um, Interesting. And so on. Good to know. So if, um, so for most of the girls that you employ, are they mostly European then? Yes. Uh, And it depends on a little bit which country and so on. But I work mostly with Europeans, a lot of Swedish girls and Mm. South European, you know. Interesting, interesting. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of questions <laughs> here too, because like there's questions that I want to ask you, but I guess we'll go into Q and A because yeah. the questions that were asked were the same questions I had. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go into the Q and A. Or yeah, let's get into it. So, if we were to be employed by the agency, is there a cost to it? Are there any hidden cuts and fees afterwards? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. No. <laughs> I like that. I like that because I was like, is this going to just be a simple no or is this going to be a whole <laughs> like thing to it? Very cool. Okay. Is there any age limit to working uh, abroad? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, some clubs only hire girls under 28. Some clubs only hire girls under 30. Some mm. are 35 as age limit. I'm 37 and I... I still look pretty young. So, like, if you have a good face and a good body and you don't look very old, then obviously you can be dancing as long as you're looking good. And it depends on what clubs you're at as well. Right. Um, I don't think, I think this misconception is that men only want young women. But, like, Mm. they, they are very cute and interesting in their young way. But, like... A grown-up adult woman is also very interesting and sexy and beautiful. And, like, that doesn't disappear if you don't let it disappear, you know? Right. No, so, definitely. Yeah, I, so. It's good to have variety, as long too. As you, <laughs> yeah, variety is really important. Like, clubs with only 25-year-old blonde girls is not very interesting. You need to right. have, like, a range of all different sorts right. of humans in your club. Yeah, diversity, I would say, is key because there's kind of something, like a different flavor for everyone. Yeah, and it makes it interesting. Like, the only thing you need to be is beautiful. And, you know, and beautiful is also quite a wide wide thing, you know. You need to be beautiful. You need to take care of yourself. And and you need to present it well. And if you're that, I don't think it really matters. Right. uh, Your age or your body weight or you know agreed agreed that's such a good yeah. message to <laughs> say too and i didn't know you were 37 what yeah i, I thought you were younger than old me woman. no that's a great <laughs> age i'm 30 so <laughs> yeah yeah no, 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 I'm, I'm, um, i feel like I, i've lived a lot many years a few extra but i love it uh, my age is beautiful yes yes uh, you embrace it well yeah <laughs> No, but it's just cool. You understand way more things than when you were 27 the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Where is the best place to work? And please share a story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it depends on. Yeah. So my subjective. favorite island is obviously Guam. Mm-hmm. Share a story. Well, I told you about slapping around the guys there, all the military <laughs> boys. I mean, the military brain is quite stupid. Like, <laughs> these poor guys, these poor guys, they live the most 
locked in life they have no freedom they have to you know eat and poop and jump when they say jump <laughs> yeah, and they go schedule. in and out <laughs> anyhow but uh, they, they're very cute I mean because obviously I do more than stripping when I'm out traveling so I found this very <laughs> cute uh, military band uh, he believes he's like this weird kind of American that believes in God like Edom and Ava oh, uh, Adam yeah. and Eva yeah like like Oh, it was so fun to destroy him. I took him to the strip club. Oh my I God. held tequila in him. <laughs> I, I, I made him do a few tricks with a dildo. Oh you know, my all God. Stuff. It was so much fun. You've opened his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's what my intention was. And then because it was COVID and he was quarantined because he sneezed once, oh, literally, yeah. I had to like run there in the night and jump into his house and like hide there because his neighbors would be go out and looking at him and call his officers if, if he, when he was out walking on the side of his uh, house oh my God. with his dog, they would still call, you know, his uh, whatever they called on the top of him and, and tell him out. So I had to sneak in and out. It was awesome. Beautiful that place. So that sounds like great. I can just picture it now. Oh my God. <laughs> Sneaking in and out. This poor, poor Christian man. Oh my God. He's probably so sheltered before too. <laughs> yes, him. yes. I don't know how you could be sheltered and be a military for 15 years. But anyhow. <laughs> and then they are hot also. He worked with jumping out of a helicopter and saving peoples in the ocean. So he was like... Oh wow! Shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, oh, do you have a picture to share? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would be very happy. <laughs> no, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess next question is, how do you know? I guess as an agent, if a job is a scam or it's legit. So. Well, obviously, you have to call, speak with girls. Yeah. Uh, make sure someone has been in the club. You t- start to Google the club. You, mm-hmm. you check in groups. You speak with girls. And you go there or you send someone there. Right. And obviously, when I'm, like, sending someone to a new place, I will be telling them, this is a new place. I haven't worked with this club. So you have to, you know, you have to go there a little bit on your own accord because I can't promise you it's going to be perfect. Right. And sometimes it works out and it's absolutely a great place. And sometimes they've been a bit shady and mm. I paid pe- people's tickets back home, which happens once. But yeah, no, you just have to trial and error. Yeah, trial and error. And I guess, as you said, reference check as much as you can. So Yeah, reference checks. But like, you know, strip clubs are not often... Uh, brothels or you know trafficking places and so on because that's not really how they work it's not it's really not the dark side of the sex industry you know no it's pretty Um, open i would say pretty open people comes and goes and so on so yeah okay so the last question is what are some places to avoid so i guess what are the worst experiences you've had (laughs) Oh, it's the worst experiences. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I went to one club in Denmark. Uh, it's a really fancy club. Um, oh. They sell the 100,000 uh, oh, uh, kroner bottles, right. kroners, $10,000. 
but it was so expensive no one fucking set their foot in there didn't happen <laughs> anything <laughs> uh, I was like avoid that place um, there was some place up in the north of Norway which like they have these crazy guys running these strip clubs Ooh. Norway is a bit tricky there's money there but like tricky places um, yeah no there's definitely places to avoid but uh Right. I can sit and list them all. Uh, if you go via me, I won't send you anywhere that I want to avoid, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, my gosh. You have probably so many, so many stories. <laughs> we could go on and on and uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can go far in these stories. You know, there's always something exciting happening in the clubs. Of course. Never a dull moment. <laughs> There's quite a few of the dull moments when you're sitting and waiting and waiting and wonder what the fuck you're doing with your life. This is true. (laughs) Waiting and waiting and waiting and talking about some stupid shit. (laughs) Always really interesting locker room talk. I mean, strip the locker room talk is is beautiful. Yes, it it. is. One of uh, my past guests um, on the show, she has her own podcast too, um what is it i think it's called strippers with anxiety and it's all like recorded stripper like dance dancer room talk and it's awesome you should definitely give it a listen oh nice (laughs) it's good banter for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's cool yes super great but before i let you go where can we find you Oh, you'll find me on my Instagram, which is the Striptease Agency. The, um, yeah, not with any dots, just the Striptease Agency. Perfect. You need to send me a friend request. It's not an open page because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want people to look at me and <laughs> what I'm doing, except the right people. Yes. Um, and I don't want to be banned from Instagram. So That too. That's the reason for that. So if you look like a stripper, I will be accepting your friend request. And if you don't... <laughs> You probably have to send me a message and tell me why you want to be my friend. Um, <laughs> and then you find my webpage, which is thestripteaseagency.com. It's not very updated, though. I haven't updated it since COVID, so. Mm. Well, yeah. nothing's happening right now anyways, so you got lots of yeah, time to update nothing it. nothing much happening, so. <laughs> awesome. I'll be sure to plug those links in the show notes below. If you guys haven't checked it out already, scroll down and give that a click. And maybe uh, give Angela a little follow as well, especially if you are in Europe and maybe want to dance at some clubs or maybe you have dual citizenship. I know a few, quite a few listeners <laughs> are from uh, yeah, Europe. The lucky so ones. The, the lucky, lucky ones. ones, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Angela, for joining me on the show today. It was such a pleasure to get to know you and also just learn so much about how everything works on that side of the world and also your amazing agency. Again, we need more women owners out there and managers. So, Yeah, definitely. If you want to hang up your stripper career, go into the clubs and demand them a management position. Here we go. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) go and do it. (laughs) <laughs> we need more women all everywhere that has been in the industry and can lead women yes. and, and do things properly. 100%. Fairly. Properly or fairly. Exactly, exactly. I'm with you on that one. So, yeah. And don't forget, guys, new episodes every Sunday. It's Strip by Sia on Instagram or my personal, which is Sia Stuff. And we'll catch you guys in for another episode next week. Bye. Bye.
listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellantarama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Davern. Huh, huh.